Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud, Thursday edition with Nurse Michelle. Today, I have with me a guest that was one of the many strangers in this world that I have met. And um, we actually were in a Houston airport waiting for our airplanes. He was about to fly out of Houston, I believe, back to Utah. And I was on my way back to Georgia and... We met in a a choice of seat that I chose to sit beside him. And uh, for those who know me may know that Nurse Michelle doesn't know a stranger. And if I don't know you, I do want to know you. So when I do make a choice to find a seat in a place like that, I knew I needed a plug. And so I was looking for a place with a plug, but I kind of wait for the Lord to lead me, you know, where I should actually sit. And I saw this man and I saw a seat beside him and I saw plugs, but he ha- he was using all the plugs. And I was like, oh, I kind of thought felt a vibe to stop there. And I decided to, almost like I was going to keep going. And he actually spoke to me and said, do you need a seat or something like that? I said, well, yeah, but I was going to use the plug, but you're using all of them. And he immediately said, well, I'll unplug one for you. And we immediately sat down beside each other and got to have our moment getting to know each other. So today, uh, before I tell too much about our wonderful encounter that we had with each other for about an hour, I will introduce you to um, somebody who's who by the name of Rory, and I'm going to let you pronounce your last name so I don't say it wrong, and introduce yourself to us here on okay. Your okay, the last name is Aplanal, Aplanal. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, well, I was in the third grade before I learned how to say it. It's Swiss. Oh. And it means man of the mountains. Is that right? Well, what a great name for you. And if you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't get to see this man that is speaking, but I mean, he's more than probably six foot three. How tall are you? <laughs> I love that, Michelle. How tall uh, are you? 5'11. You are not. I am. <laughs> okay, so I'm 5'8", and that's how big he seems to me, okay? Because um, we just had, he has such a big personality, and I found out that we were really kindred spirits, and I think that's the beauty of making sure that we do talk to people and make a point to touch people's lives. It is something that I have been, it's a contagion for me. I cannot not be that person. And we did meet each other. And somewhere in the course of the conversation, you asked me a question that did I ask you it at the beginning? And it is not a question I typically ask, but why don't you tell the audience what that question was and how you answer it? Well, it's where most people, whether they know each other or not, when they meet, they say, how are you doing? Uh, or something to that effect. And because you and I 
are of the same kindred spirit type. I, I don't want it to sound normal and I want it to make a statement about me and to them and, and remind them that we all have this. So when the question is asked, how are you? My answer to that is one of two things. And I change those depending on my mood. I either say I'm full of hope and doing everything I can to spread it, or I will say full of care and doing everything I can to show it. I love and then I'm going to ask them, you probably never heard that before. Nope. <laughs> and, and I say, well, feel free to use it. It's something that I feel like we need, especially after COVID. We don't talk to each other. We're not as friendly as we used to be. We're social distance. We've been programmed to stay apart from each other. And that was what was so beautiful about even an airport setting is that, you know, there's all these chairs tight together and you're waiting on your rides. And that particular end of that terminal was pretty tight and it was very populated that day. And as a nurse that does what I do for early treatment, I'm thinking, oh, this is a super spreader space right here. And I'm about to get on one inside of the airport. And I'm about to sit beside somebody, but that's how it is in the terminals. There's a lot of crowded space. And I think what's so beautiful about what he said, and there's like, here's two people that have very similar personalities determined to do something different about the way they engage with strangers. And his way was to make sure that the typical ants question that was going to be asked of him, that kind of is nonchalant and semi not really genuine is somewhat disingenuous. How are you? Do, how many people really want to know? you're making sure to have an answer that stops them and, and kind of forces conversation. And you're showing that you're going to spread hope and you're going to spread that you care where I'm making sure never to say, how are you um, today? Because I do not want to come across at all shallow. I'm going to come right in for the jugular on some other topic. <laughs> so I love it. Well, it was, you were a brush of breath, a breath of fresh air. Without question. Well, you are so sweet to say that. So um, before we get into a little bit more about um, Rory here, um, he is around my dad's age. And I wouldn't have thought that because he just looks really healthy and fit. Okay. So he's a very health conscious person. So we bonded on that as well. And he he's definitely a testimony that um, as those in our audience that are listening, as you may feel like you're part of the aging population, you can actually pursue wellness and, and Nurses Out Loud and America Out Loud Talk Radio and all of our sponsors are putting out things that are making sure that we're going to help you do that because we want you to be not a part of the pharmaceutical complex. We would like you to not be part of the medication world, and we would like you to not have to need doctors and stay clear of the hospitals. And instead choose wellness options, integrative medicine, functional medicine, chiropractic, and that kind of thing instead. And we have that kind of care available to you through Nurses Out Loud. I'm sorry, America Out Loud. So you are already in that mindset. So as a Utah, maybe it's just Utah people, but tell me about you a little bit about that just momentarily that you are a wellness person already. Well, I, first of all, let me tell you that uh, it it it's so refreshing to meet somebody like you, who's different, who is friendly and, and makes a difference just by her openness and her care. And Michelle, I think everything happens for a reason. I think you turned me from being a plug-in hog 
to a sharing plug person. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know that's true because of what has happened since our meeting. Why don't you so, tell us about that? What happened? Well, uh, we were catching this flight on Sunday to fly to our different def uh, destinations. And Wednesday, I started to, to get a little sick. <laughs> and uh, because my daughter, who I'm here with, had a swab test, I took the swab test and tested positive for COVID. Well, who would have thunk? <laughs> who would have thunk it? Yeah. <laughs> that and, you have the COVID early treatment nurse you just meet in an airport and who was going to talk to you even about nothing. I would have even talked to you about everything besides COVID. Um, and you end up hit with COVID. That's pretty funny. Not funny, but it was. <laughs> well, it was it was inspired that you're sitting there happened because of what happened since that time. Uh, the protocol that you set me up and I hate taking medication. <laughs> and, and I know part of the part of the protocol was to take some aspirin, but I just don't like I think the body was designed to heal itself. And when we take care of ourselves, that's exactly what happens. If I'd have met you three years ago, and I don't know if I should say this, say um, <laughs> I would not have taken the vaccination. I would not have been vaccinated. If you wait now, you're saying that if I if you'd met me before the vaccine came out, you would not have taken the vaccine. Right. Because um, I, uh, because of what I've learned before I ever met you about the vaccination and some of the side effects and some of those things, uh, I just wouldn't have taken it. Yeah, you're in a population that has a there's a lot of buyer's remorse out there because the majority of people that did take it did feel like it, there, there was so much propaganda and news making you feel like you're taking one for the team or you're doing the right thing or goodness gracious, this is a pandemic virus. We've got to do this for goodness sakes. And you're in a high risk age group. So, oh goodness, I should do this. And you're even a wellness fanatic. So you're not a person who is even prone toward probably being overly worried about becoming a patient, right? Right. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I'm big on acronyms and fear. The acronym fear that I use is false evidence appearing real false evidence appearing real isn't that so yes. relevant to 2020 pandemic post covid world absolutely absolutely it is so bring it around to what you did for me was nothing short of incredible oh. and I, i'm forever grateful because my covid stint was uh, 10 days where the symptoms were prevalent but uh, now I'm back to my real self. Well, that is so wonderful. And I warned him. I said, now we'd already had a great one hour conversation. He'd been dropping me all kinds of his great quotes every day since and ever since then. And I would encourage anybody, we'll make sure you get signed up for his um, quotes that he shares at, at the end of the show. But um, when he did tell me he had COVID and I told him I was going to drop him all my information. I warned him that it's a lot of information and that I'm going to tell you just what I would say to my dad, which is you better do it um, because this isn't 
I do not look at COVID like I would look at the flu, even though I would do very similar treatments for you for the flu, because I do think there's evidence that it is a man-made origin, that there's something very unnatural about this virus that was likely created in a lab and may have nefarious origins. And I would rather, and and because I knew you had gotten the COVID-19 vaccine, I was more concerned for you. And I just thought, just do what I say and trust me and you'll be okay. Because for the most part, most of the things I recommend, like not the aspirin necessarily, um, is something that it's all coming down from brave, wonderful doctors that are lovers of the Lord who want to help mankind, who are trying to make a difference out there. And when he, when he mentioned the aspirin, I said, you know, when it comes to that, the doctors have said at a minimum, you should be taking 81 milligrams of aspirin. But I said, but honestly, you know, the studies say 325 milligrams a day, really for 90 days is what is recommended to protect you from any potential blood clot, risk, stroke, cardiac, heart, or anything in your lungs. And um, I I don't know if you actually complied with that or not, but I hope you did or are at least doing your baby aspirin. (laughs) But you don't have to confess if you don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to plead the Fifth, which okay, is because he also told me so. He knows so. For those who know it, know my protocol. It's snort, gargle, nebulize, supplement, and within the supplements, I have things like over the counters, like um, aspirin. But the snort is primarily an iodine nasal spray, and then a throat is an iodine throat, or some of the list of gargles that I gave you, because like Listerine and Scope and all that are part of it. Um, but I don't want to put cetylpyridium chloride in my throat, so I'd rather put hydrogen peroxide or iodine because those are more natural derived things. Um, but you know, for America out loud, you can go to the store and you can get what is called Cofix. We have the Cofix brand. And then I also rep the immune mist brand that is 1% iodine nose and throat spray. But also I've had on my show, a Utah doctor, Robert Scott Bell, who has colloid, who really is big on colloidal silver. And you had that. So did you use only that or did you make yourself some iodine? No, I used only that. Only the colloidal silver. Very good. Yes. And it was the nasal spray. Yes. And which yeah. which gargle did you use? Um, <laughs> I, Listerine. Okay, good. Well, I mean, it's super powerful. It's got the um, eucalyptol in it. That's what it's actually an essential oil. And then I tell everybody about my peppermint oil um, thing that's so wonderful for the headaches that people get during COVID. So he did get all the treatment regimen. And now gets to listen to Robert Scott Bell in Utah because he now knows about him as well. So I am so thankful that that happened and that you now have kind of information out there for you. But let me tell you something about Mr. Rory. I found out that he is, he worked for Franklin Covey, which puts out the planners for people. And I think you're retired from that now, right? You don't work with them anymore. Uh no, I don't. <laughs> and he told me, we'd already had a transformational conversation with each other. And he tells, tells me that he was a transformational speaker for Franklin Covey. And my heart just fluttered like, oh my goodness, this is going to be such a great conversation. <laughs> and it was, it was. Normally people think of me as a motivational speaker. And that's when I correct them and say, no, a motivational speaker will motivate you, and when they leave, the motivation goes with them. But a transformational speaker will give you information like you did to me, Michelle, that will make a difference once you leave. 
I love it. So that that is a, a good definition to help us understand the difference between transformational versus motivational. Because sometimes I don't know if you've all been to motivational speakers. You you go away like kind of revved up and pepped up, and then you get home, you're like, oh, wait, what am I supposed what do I do to get exactly. that, that I apparently was only possible to get while I was in the energy room that was doing it? <laughs> <laughs> well, um I I give everybody an assignment whether it's a keynote that I I deliver or it's a training class, they all have an assignment they must do before their head hits the pillow that night that they attended the event. And you should see the emails or the texts I get about what happened. And I don't know if you want me to go into that yet. Yeah. So you're saying, give us an idea of what happens and give me an idea of one of your assignments. Like what would would an assignment be? Well, the assignment is I I was raised in a church where every Monday night we had a family home evening. And when I was 10 years old, my dad told the story about a grandfather and a grandson that were walking along the beach during low tide and during high tide starfish washed up onto the shore. And the grandson ask about him the grandfather said well these are all going to die in the heat of the sun so the little boy bends over and it picks up a starfish still moist and alive and throws it out in the ocean and turns to his grandfather and said grandfather will that one live and his grandfather said well probably if it doesn't get washed back up onto the shore so the boy's now excited and he picks up another and another and after he does that five times his grandfather The wise old man says, son, you're not going to make a difference. Do you see how many starfish there are on this beach alone? And do you know how many beaches there are all over the world? And the little boy picks up a starfish, holds it up to his grandfather, and he says, but grandpa, I'm making all the difference in the world to this one. And he throws it out into the ocean. I bond with that grandchild right this moment. (laughs) (laughs) that's my thinking yeah and and now the little boy becomes the teacher and the wise old man becomes the student so this is what i tell him michelle tonight before you your head hits the pillow you must throw a starfish and this is what it means you'll call that person by name a spouse a child a neighbor a total stranger and tell them the reason why you appreciate or love them. Not that you do. I love you. I love you too. Right. You're telling them, I love you because. I love it. That is beautiful. That is a beautiful thing. So, so when you would go and do this, these are people that have paid to come for a conference. Probably they're people who are probably motivated to be planners. I used to publish a planner for homeschool moms that was published since 2006 or, or eight, I can't remember which one, 2006 or eight. And I just stopped publishing it a few years ago because people want to go digital now. But I personally am very dependent. I love paper, maybe because I'm more than half of a hundred years old. I prefer actually writing things down in a planner. So I'm for having an agenda, having a plan. I'm very purpose-driven in, a, in my personality. So the kind of audience that you had was probably a lot of Michelle's right? That wanted that, or maybe a lot of people who want to be and can't figure out how to be. 
Well, uh, uh, the acronym I use is MAD, M-A-D, which stands for making a difference. Everybody wants to make a difference in their life. Everybody wants to have something or do something that will make a difference, whether it's for family or just total strangers. And uh, in the middle of COVID, when we were permitted to leave our homes, <laughs> the first thing I did is I went out to Costco and I sat down with my chicken wrap. And as people walked by, uh, we had been permitted to take our masks off. I'd smile at them. And if they smiled back, I would say to them out loud, without fear, thank you for your smile. Oh, that's you and I are so similar. I love it. I mean, I love it because when you say that everybody wants to make a difference, I'm not convinced of it. Uh, I may be more pessimistic about that because I feel like I'm surrounded by groups of people and people that um, that really are very indifferent toward people, indifferent to what's just gone down. Like if I'm even trying to tell them there's still a war going on and I'm fighting battles for nursing students and, do and medical schools and things like that that are still being forced to get the vaccine. Nobody even knows it's happening. They're like, oh, I don't even want to hear about that anymore. I don't even want to talk about that. We just need to move on. I'm like, oh, we have to talk about this. So what do you think? Do you think I'm just pessimistic or do you genuinely believe that, that overall, even maybe just for a selfish reason, people want to make a difference in their own life maybe? I think that's part of when I use I'm full of hope and doing everything I can to spread it. We we've lost that hope. I think we we're to ourselves and we we need that in our world today. We need people who are making a difference and people. I think everybody wants to make a difference, if nothing else, in their own life. I think they want to be happier. I think people are happy. But I think they want to be happier. They want to find a purpose or a meaning to life. Yes, I completely agree that that is very valid, that everybody is looking for. It. And there's been a lot of hope lost during COVID. The depression rate went very high. I made a comment to you that I do try to say wherever I can. And I want to say it each time I have, but you never know who's listening again. So I'll say it again, that you know, your fingerprint has never been here before. It's never going to be here again. It is here for just such a time as this. You are uniquely different. You've been set apart. You are already unique. You may not believe it about yourself yet, but it is already true because your fingerprint says so. And your unique experiences, you're bad, you're good, you're ugly. Everything that's happened to you bad even matters because it's going to form a different brain that's going to have a unique approach and view on the world and that your idea for a solution that your mouth just opens literally could be the hope that somebody else needed or the idea that somebody else needed to go the, a new direction in their life that it's worth opening your mouth and saying something and, and speaking to people you don't know and and being the friendly person, even if you're not prone to being that person. I moved to Ohio as a Georgia girl, and I found out that Ohio people are a lot more reserved than uh, this Georgia girl anyway. So I just, you know, blah, 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 talk, talk, talk. And they're like, you are kind of rude. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just friendly. <laughs> you should try it sometimes. <laughs> It's absolutely true. We need more people on the planet like you. Aww. And you've heard the quote, the masses of men and women lead lives of quiet desperation. 
Oh and you goodness. think about that quote, it's really true. The masses of men and women lead lives of quiet desperation. Yes. And we don't know, Michelle, we don't know what we don't know nope. about what we can be and what we can do. And we need that in our world today. We need that in our world today. Yeah, we say on Nurses Out Loud, courage is rare, but it is contagious and spread the contagion. And literally even just being a person who communicates out loud and says what Rory just even said, a quote like that, we could all be in a desperate situation alone and in despair and hopeless and, and struggling with depression or whatever. And it, you, your words could be the thing that actually gives somebody the new path to take just for a day. They maybe just needed just hope for the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we will never know. Everybody we meet is fighting some kind of battle. I love that. There, uh, the song that we sang in church yesterday was very, those lyrics were in it. I'm fighting a battle you've already won. So we don't even realize that some of the things we think we can't overcome that are um, big things that are going on. There's a lot of severely vaccine injured people out there. According to the VAERS data, it's 2.5 million permanently handicapped people from the vaccine that are documented. Um, and those are people that know they have a problem and know what the cause is, but we have masses, probably millions of people who got it, who don't realize something that they had before a diagnosis they had before is now a little worse. Maybe their arthritis is giving them more trouble. Maybe their rheumatism or whatever's going on with their body or an immune disorder is flared up. They think they're just having a flare of their MS or whatever. And what's actually happened is something's caused it. And now we're wanting to help them get access to hope and help. And a lot of the doctors on America Out Loud, like Dr. Peter McKellen and others, Dr. Brian Artis and Dr. Uh, Dave Ely, they are out there putting out information to help everyone listening for us to not only hear for ourselves, if you're listening to what we're saying, if this is valuable and inspiring and transformational for you, you have an obligation as a listener to do more than listen, but to take this and share it to somebody in your life. And inspire, let let it do its work for them. You, you don't even have to say anything. You just have to share information. Absolutely. So before we break for our um, commercial break, there was a particular quote that you had. Um, you have you have so many acronyms. So one that is not too long. Give us another one of your acronyms that people can take away from this before we break. Um, <clears throat> well, plate. Uh, P-L-A-T-E is an acronym for how to become happier because of things you do. Most people focus on things they have no control over, the weather, traffic, other people's behavior. And the only thing, Michelle, that we have control over is our own behavior. And we can do things that make a difference. I love it. That is such a great place. We'll leave it right there and we'll be right back in just a moment. It's time in this This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, 
ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. You're here with Nurse Michelle and Rory. And I want to pick up right back where we left off. He was using one of his many acronyms that he uses in his transformational speeches um, to inspire you. And I wanted him to go in a little bit more detail about what P-L-A-T-E actually does stand for. And let's inspire the listeners with it. Okay. And, And thanks for the opportunity to make a difference with you and your, your listeners today. The, the acronym PLATE stands for, the P in PLATE stands for put good stuff in. With computers, we had an acronym that said G-I-G-O. And what it stood for was garbage in, garbage out. But the antithesis of that is also true. When you put good in, you get good out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to surprise you with something that we didn't talk about in the airport, and that's this. Because of our time spent today, you're going to have moments of inspiration that happen in your life. You will have insights, you will have impressions, 
You won't know where they came from, what their source is, but you will have those because of the activity that we've engaged in talking about positive mental things. And so be, be prepared for that. Those moments of inspiration will come to you without your having to do anything because what you've done is activated the brain in opening up to those moments of inspiration. Pay attention to what they say. They are nothing but good for you. And, and you're saying, you. and you're saying that's true for our audience that's listening here today. Everyone that's being inspired by this conversation, it's going to be true for them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you open your mind up and uh, we just, if we realize the power that the mind has, our mind has, and our self-talk, our dialogue between our conscious and our subconscious mind, it would blow us away. And you mean even negative internal self-talk, any kind of self-talk that we're doing? Absolutely. Whatever it is. If you put good stuff in, you get good stuff out. If you put garbage in, you've got garbage out. Okay. I'm not a Pollyanna, but I actively do not listen to the news. Is that I read? I read the front page on USA Today because it gets me to the crossword puzzle and the Sudoku. <laughs> and and I, if there's a headline, I may look into it. But I I found that I got really depressed listening to the news. Yeah, well, because the mainstream media has proven to be a source of discouragement and trying to pro propel fear. So no wonder. But with America Out Loud News, you don't have to have negative news. Um, yes, sometimes we are going to be talking about things like the tragedy in Maui or something like that. There is real th bad things that happen in the world. So how do you deal with that from a positive perspective when real negative things are happening? Well, with what I call the model of control that I alluded to in our last session, and that is most of the stuff that we get stressed out are events that we don't have control over. We don't have control over somebody else's behavior. We can influence and impact upon it, but they don't, we don't decide that. They do. Yeah, it's a big wake up call to be more than half of 100 years old to realize, wait a minute, because when you're a person who does what you can to make effect change or, or do things like that, you can convince yourself that you can change people, but actually you may inspire people to want to change, but they have to want to change. Absolutely. And they have to have a reason. People don't change for your reasons. They change for their own. And that's part of why putting good stuff in has such an impact on people. That's the reason I send up those three quotes every day to 300 people. That's putting good stuff in. And I do that for me. The fact that I can share it is one of the ways that I'm full of care and doing everything I can to show it. So that's the P in plate. Put good stuff in okay. every single day. All right. How about the L? The L the L stands for let go of the past. Don't live in it. Learn from it. Michelle, there are people today who are listening to this radio program that need to hear that. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do to change the past. Right. And yet people live in it and dwell in it. And what they really need to do is learn from it. That's the L. 
Yeah, I think that, the, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of women out in the world that are in, let's say, toxic marriages or pathological marriages. And when they are trying not to live in the past, even their present is a reflection of the past because maybe it's repetitive behavior that they're living with toxic people. And that may be true for children who are also living in toxic houses and um, are probably not part of our audience that's listening right now. But for the adults that are living in situations that look like they hold them in their past, what is your advice on that, how to learn from it and go forward? Well, if you understand and you have the framework of the model of control, the reality is, and it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not, the only thing you have total control over is your behavior. Yeah. And what's wrapped up in that is how we think and how we feel. There's a great book out that's been out a long time called What You Feel, You Can Heal. Oh, I love and, that. And yeah, I'd recommend if you haven't gotten it, it the, those, those truths are uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes is the quote from the movie uh, City of Angels. Nicholas Cage and Meg Ryan. And uh, they had a, a dialogue when they first met in this movie. And Meg Ryan played the part of a, a neurosurgeon and Nicholas Cage was an angel. And the only people that could see that angel were the people that were about to die. And his sole purpose in being here was to take people from this life to the next life, to make that transition easier. Well, in one part of the movie, after they first met, Nicolas Cage asked Meg Ryan whether she believed there was a life hereafter. And she said, no. I've been all through medical school. There's no, no positive definitive proof that once the heart stops beating, Existence goes on for that individual. I do not believe there's a life after this one. And then she said to Nicolas Cage, do you believe there's a life after this one? Of course, she didn't know he was an angel. He said, I do. And she said, well, I don't. And this is the statement that I hope I will always remember. He said to her, some things are true, whether you believe them or not. Wow. That's you know how powerful that is? That is. And, and when you apply that to past and letting go of the past, it's true. There's nothing you can do to change it. But you can cause damage by suffering with it. So you need to let it go. Whatever the reason is. I'm yeah. giving everybody in your audience permission to do that today. Yeah. Free counseling 101 right here for you. That's beautiful. Rory. Thank you. How about the A in plate? Where the, A, the A stands for attitude of gratitude. And without getting too personal, when my wife left me, I didn't think I could ever stand up in front of a group and tell them how they may they could make their life better when the most, one of the most important parts of mine had left. And I used to think it was because uh, that I didn't have control of that, but that's just not true. If I was the husband I thought I was, she would have never left me because I wouldn't have left me. 
So I, my sister knew I was a little down, sent me a video of a guy by the name of Nick Voyevich. Have you ever heard of him? No. He was born without arms or legs. Oh, yes, I do know him. Yeah. And uh, I, I couldn't listen to it. I, could, I couldn't watch it. So I turned it off and then I came back to it. And I have never in my life been impressed by another man other than the one I worship, like I am Nick Voyevich. I want to meet him someday and I want to thank him for the difference he made in my life. Because when I watched that video, after that video, I felt I don't have any problems. I can feed myself. I can dress myself. It's an absolutely incredible story. So I recommend tonight when they get in bed, they take five minutes and think about all the things they have to be grateful for. I love it. Tonight. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Lacking gratitude is huge and probably a, a big damager in a lot of relationships. Absolutely. For anybody not feeling like they are appreciated for any whoever they are, whatever they may have done that day. Um, the homeschool mom or the mom at home that's nursing the baby and all she accomplished that day was maybe getting a shower, you know, that her spouse comes home and recognizes that um, she's lovely and the baby survived another day. You know, it may be very little, but, but it may be all she needs to hear that day. So that's really good. I appreciate that. Okay. How about T? The T stands for take the time to throw starfish. And now we know what that means because we just heard about that starfish story. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's telling people the reason why you love them or you appreciate them. And Michelle, the, the texts and the emails I get, because that's the assignment I make to people whenever they listen to me speak before they, before they lay their head on the pillow that night, they have to throw starfish. They have to tell somebody the reason why they love them. I love it because in a way that's what the little boy was doing, right? He loved that one fish enough to try and save that one starfish. So that's what motivates that comment. I, I love it. All right. How about E? E stands for exercise the five minute rule. That's the name of the book that I co-authored with a man by the name of Don Mangum. And uh, this has its origin uh, when I was in school. I hated doing math, could not stand it. And I had a teacher that would give me math assignments every night. And, and one, one night I came home from school and my mom said, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna set the timer on the oven for five minutes. And all you have to do is five minutes of homework, math homework, and then you can go out and play for five minutes. And I thought, all I heard, Michelle, was five minutes. Yeah. So I, she set the timer. I sat down. I was actually excited because I knew it was only going to last for five minutes. When the timer went off, I yelled to my mom, see ya. And I ran <laughs> down to Frankie Bringer's house to play tetherball. I don't know um, if any of your listeners even know what that is, but nah. that was the game when I was in elementary school and we're playing for five minutes. I run to his door and I say, come on, we got to hurry. I only have five minutes. He said, what are you talking about? I said, just come on. We got just into this game and my mom comes out 
Rory. And I, I went back to the house and she sets the timer for five minutes. And I do my five minutes. And the timer goes off and I run back to Frankie who's standing there with the tether ball in his hand, still waiting. So literally, this is a form, people who don't know this, as a mom who has raised an occupation, a child with need for therapy, if you have an ADD son, this is the answer. This is a form of occupational therapy, literally giving him five minutes of exactly what he wants to do. And until the math is done, you keep coming back every five minutes. Is that what actually happened? This is what happened. I got Frankie thought I was a weirdo. I'd lost it. And my mom (laughs) came out roar. And so I went back and I said, Mom, if I if I do all of my homework, then can I go out and play? And my mom said, Rory, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> she walked away. And I, love it. and I know it was the biggest smile on her face. What a satisfaction. What a satisfaction. What a great, brilliant, wise piece of counsel parents out there. That is so good. Well, that's a segue into your book. Let's we'll make sure that book is going to be available in the um, America out loud dot bookshop and you can find it there, but let's hear about it. Well, that, that five minute experience with playing tetherball and math homework was the genesis for the, the, the title of the book, The Five-Minute Rule, you can do anything, Michelle, however hard the activity is, for five minutes. You mm-hmm. can set a timer for five minutes, and you can do the most difficult task for five minutes. And if you can do it for five minutes, you can do it for another five minutes. And it will be easier now because... You started, you started. And that's many times the reason that we, we can't, or we don't do things. We never start. Right. Right. So you can take any of those plate principles, put good stuff in, let go of the past attitude of gratitude, throw starfish, and you could set the timer on your phone to go off at a certain hour. And when it goes off, you take five minutes to do one of those principles. And that's what the book's about. It's about the seeker, a sage, and the secrets of a happy life and breaking them down into bite-sized pieces. The longest journey begins with the first step. That is beautiful. I love it. Everybody's got to get this book. And um, we all know that depression is heavy. Post-COVID is a very high incidence of depression going on. There's been incredible amount of marriages that have fallen apart. Divorce rates were already high in America. They're even higher now post COVID. And, you know, that may be contributing to people waking up, having to get locked down with somebody that already was pathological. And the, the straw that broke the camel's back finally was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, especially if they were in a domestic abusive situation or something like that, there's probably a lot of healthier people today who got out of marriages. But even so, even so, there's a lot of things to be depressed about. People were discouraged and uh, they're they're harmed with the vaccine. What can we give them, you know, that is a piece of hope that maybe is one of your acronyms that you would share with them? Well, um, 
one of the principles I teach in the training that I do is the principle of self-talk. And that's the, the conversation between your conscious and our subconscious mind. And we're actually conditioned, Michelle, not intentionally, to have negative self-talk. I mean, if I were to ask you what is the very first word that children learn to say, what would you say that is? No. No. And they don't just learn it once. They learn it twice. No, 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 no. Uh. And after two years, they give it back to us. <laughs> Johnny, it's time to go to bed now. No. Oh, you don't say no to me. I'm your dad. No. <laughs> if they could talk, they'd say, well, you said it to me for two years. And then you know what we do, Michelle? We give them a title. What is the title you've heard for two-year-old children? Terrible two. Terrible twos. I've heard parents say that right in front of their children. Oh. Well, we're conditioning. They know what terrible means. <laughs> so, so we're conditioning. So I use two statements. That's like me. That's like me. And that's not like me. And the way they're supposed to be used correctly is that's like me is what I should use when I do something right, when I succeed, when I arrive on time, when I take a job from start to finish, when I tell somebody I'm going to do something and I do it, that's like me. That's not like me is what I should use when I make a mistake, when I knock something over, when I tell somebody I'm going to do something and I I, I don't do it. When I arrive at an appointment late, that's not like me. And unfortunately, we they're in quotation marks. We already use them in our self-talk, but we use them in a reactive, negative way. Um, um, yeah, what's really cool about this, that's like me and that's not like me, is even though you can't change other people's behavior, you can influence them with those two statements by changing the last word from me to you. And here's one of the ways you do it. Do you know somebody who's always late? Yeah. Most people say I'm married to one or I am one. Next time they're late, walk up and say, gee, Bill, 10 minutes late. That's not like you. And walk away and watch what they do. I hey, wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait. Why did you say that? Well, I just had a conversation with somebody that says, we're a direct result. Our behavior is based on the conversation we have with ourselves. And so much of what we say is negative. So I was given a tool to put in my toolbox that's like me, that's not like me, and walk away again. They'll say, wait a minute, tell, tell me about this. Okay. And then I use a visual where I've got both hands up in front of me, like I'm blocking, like rope-a-dope in boxing. That's like me. That's not like me. That's the way they're supposed to be used. And then I cross my arms. This is the way we use them. That's not like me. If somebody arrives on time and they're not used to it, that's not like me. But they want it to be. Right. So when you think about change, because that's what we're talking about, any type of improvement or change, it, it all starts with coming up with a reason to change and then correcting the self-talk. How, what do you think about circumstances that people feel like are outside their control, like not something they can control, but maybe is part of their life that it, it could be their health, right? 
It could be a body that is not being cooperative because it's harm, damage, recovering from something. What is your thoughts on that? Well, that's why that book, what I, what you feel you can heal so important. Again, if we realize the mental power that takes over some physical things, you've heard about miracle cures people have had. Well, I can't help but think that came from the, the dialogue between our conscious and our subconscious mind. There's a preacher down in Texas by the name of Joel Olstein, and his mom was diagnosed with terminal cancer of the liver. And just by all the work she was doing that was positive, putting good stuff into herself and other people, uh, she's still alive. That's beautiful. And that was 15 20 years ago. I remember something else that stood out to me in our conversation in the airport. And you said it was something somebody said about the lack of time fathers spend with their children. Why don't you, we might be able to do that before the show's out today. That, okay. And thank you for asking me about that. Um, They did a survey that the NEA, National Education Association, did a survey where they asked the question, how much time does the average father spend speaking with each one of his children? They used two criteria in normal tones of voice and one-on-one. It had to be in normal tones of voice and one-on-one. They found out the national average after a week, Michelle, was seven minutes. That's the average. Wow. Did the same one for spouses. Again, one-on-one, normal tones of voice, and it was 27 minutes seven minutes for the 27 uh, minutes for a spouse in a i had a guy in one of my classes said who said hey i gotta cut back and it would be a lot funnier if it wasn't sad yeah that is sad so, so uh, what was the take what do you learn from that what did you apply how did you change it for your family i, I applied the five minute rule so when i got home for the next week every time i walked in the door i spent five minutes with each of my children alone. Um, and I've got a CD where I talk about how each of them respond to that. And it was, it was an absolute miracle in my life. I learned more about my 11 year old daughter than I had in 11 weeks in five minutes walking around the block. I learned things I didn't know that I needed to know as a father. That is beautiful. I love that. And that brings me to a comment that he made after we had this conversation in the airport. He says, Michelle, how many people do you actually think know what you just said? And and if I'm not mistaken, we were talking about all the, the I was probably doing my spiel that I do to everybody. My kids all know I'm going to do it. They're like, mom, are you going to do this everywhere you go? The answer is yes, I'm going to do it everywhere I go. And I probably just gave you my spiel and you said that. And I said, well, you know, maybe 10%. And he said, no, I think it's a lot less. And I think that is what's significant to say that's relevant to this conversation today is that just choosing to have conversations with people, just being yourself, just being who you are and and sharing yourself with somebody, giving a little piece of yourself away, let's just say that, um, actually can be transformational to other people and make an impact. And it's, and it's important that we do that. Would you say that that's something that we both have learned in life? Absolutely. Absolutely. And to know that it's a principle that works is not as important as doing what it is about it. Once you know 
what to do, not and not use the try word, but use the do word. That is beautiful. Yeah, a lot of us have a lot of good ideas and intentions, but the taking the action to actually do it. And for women who may be home all the time, you may feel like, okay, I'm not out and about in public. We literally are always engaging with humans. So, you know, your checkout clerk is your captive audience. Anybody just like he said, he just chose to smile after the masks were removed and just say something to them. But thank you for smiling that there is a way to engage with people. And yeah, there are dangerous people out there in the world, but if you're in a safe place, it's okay to be a friendly human. Absolutely. Well, and I we, am, need it. we need it. Well, I am so thankful for the walk you have on this earth and the contribution you make to society. I hope everybody will get your book. We'll make sure to put that in my show notes so everybody can get access to it. I'm thankful that we, that you gave me your plug in the airport and we got to share some time together. And I think our friendship will continue on because of it. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Hopefully Rory has inspired you to make a difference in your community. It's up to each of us to make human contact and talk to our friends in our communities and your neighbors. Share valuable content and inspire others. One of Rory's quotes Successful people do the things unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. It's not about what you know. It's what you do that makes the difference. Check out his book, The Five-Minute Rule, on his website, RorySpeaks.com. Take five minutes each day to connect with the people that are important in your life at home, at work, over the phone, via email, and tell that person how much you appreciate them and a reason why they matter. It's simple yet profound. We can all make a difference. Nurses Out Loud on AmericaOutloud.news, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern, five nurses doing what we can to make a difference. It's time and